Come on, let's give God some praise. It's still yes. Huh? What meant? My answer is still yes. Is your answer still yes? Even when I feel like saying no, my answer is still yes. You ever tell your mouth to say one thing and it says something completely different? You gotta jump out your body, look back at yourself and say, why'd you say that? Then you gotta jump back in and do what you said you was gonna do. That usually happens when you have children. You meant to say no. You know they didn't deserve it, but you said yes anyhow. That's how God looks at us. When he sees the blood covering us, he knows we didn't deserve it. But when he sees the blood, he says yes anyhow. Yes, 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 yes. We thank God for today. Yes. 31 yes. years. Come on, let's celebrate. We thank God for legacy and we thank God for lineage. How many of you know that legacy don't mean nothing if you have no lineage? Because if you only got legacy, the only things people do is remember. But they can't experience the consistency of the move unless you have lineage. That's why it's important for us to train up. So that when things need to transfer, you'll have some lineage to move through. We give honor to God who is the head of all of our lives. Jesus the Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the Holy Ghost who is our keeper and our God. We thank God for the angel of this house, Bishop Linda. We thank God for Bishop Linda Jenkins. The yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, didn't know, I thought she left or something. Maybe she left. I didn't know whether she left or walked out and see her. Thank we thank God for Elder Jenkins in his absence. We thank God for our First Lady in her absence. Elder White, Elder Troncoso, Elder Moore, yeah. to the Reeds, to all of the ministers in the house, all of the worshipers, Elder White. We yeah. just are just grateful to be here one more time to celebrate yeah. with you in this season. It's good to be amongst family. Yeah. It's nice when people recognize you as family. Because there's some family we don't want around us. I'll tell the truth somebody. I don't like all my family. Some of them, you know, if I could, if I could make them not family, I'd write, I'd know your name ain't Brian. I don't know who your mama is. We thank God for acknowledging that we are family. We are always welcomed and we feel at home when we come here. It's, a, it's an interesting thing when we look back at our relationship and how it occurred, but there's 
there can be no separation. I think finally a bishop all the time. And it's a blessing to know when you are in the presence of anointed vessels. Amen. Amen. Cathedral, if you didn't know, I'm going to tell you, you have an anointed vessel. It's a wonderful thing to be able to celebrate good leadership. I think we're experiencing what bad leadership looks like. It begins with a T. It's a good thing to know when you're amongst good leadership. Because it only takes a bad leader a short period of time to destroy, to tear down, and to make you appreciate when you have a good disclaimer out there. I've been in Congress all week long. We were in Baltimore celebrating our 92nd Congress for the Metropolitan Spiritual Church of Christ. With Bishop James D. Tindall as our presiding prelate. And we've been working all week long. Our days have been long. I've been there since last Friday. I got home last night at about 9 o'clock. So I'm tired. Y'all can say, go ahead if you want to. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and sit down. We're going to get through this as quickly, as prayerfully, and as spiritually as possible. Amen, amen. Amen. I think that the season and the words, it's interesting. We were talking about so many things while we were in the office. And all of them centered around where my message is coming from. I understand that the theme is God is doing it. Yes. Amen. God is doing it. I know that there's a there's a song by LL Cool J, but I didn't think that that was appropriate. I'm sorry. Don't y'all go there, don't you? <laughs> But God's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it well. I, well, I gotta listen to it because I gotta find out what's happening. I wasn't always saved. Neither was you. And I remember some old songs. Put the right song on, I'm have to bring my flesh under subjection. We come here because we want to be transparent. We want to know and tell folk that God brought us from someplace. Amen. And taken us to someplace. Now transparency is not naked. We can be transparent, but we don't want to be. How many of you realize that even when we are amongst the saints and the saints see that we have become naked, they ought to back up on us, cover us, so that we are not revealed. You which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, considering yourselves. Amen. That's, that's, that's the age that we're in. 
age of transparency, an age of nakedness, an age of where we don't keep many secrets. That's why it's important for us to tell the story that God is doing it. Say it. I, I'm talking to you already. I'm, I'm not lost. I'm not, I'm not lost. I'm not, it's, it's important for us to tell us, tell the story that God is doing it. Because when we were sinking deep in sin, far from a peaceful shore, very, very, very deeply stained within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry from the waters, lifted me. Now say, am I? Because God was doing it. It was God's doing that saved me. We believe that he is the same. And it is the same God that will save and deliver you also. We know that the scripture comes from the 121st division of Psalm, verses 1 through 8. And I just want to just read a portion of that. And then we're going to move into the message. And then we pray that God will move mightily in his word and that after that there will be a change. Amen? Amen. I've come to the conclusion that when God allows us to operate in his authority, we can move from his authority to his ability. Amen. So if we speak in the authority of God, then God will operate in his wow. ability. Amen? Amen? Because if God is doing it, then we know we can't do it right. ourselves. That's right. That's right. But we have the authority uh -huh. to activate God. Uh, it says without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So we know that the key to activating God is centered around faith. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading of his word. May it sink deep into our hearts that our souls may be sanctified. If I may for a moment, because we are talking about God doing it, we know that if God is doing it, then he must have a purpose. Because we know that God does nothing without purpose. There's a reason that God does everything. Mm -hmm. He is intentional. Yes. Amen. Yes. We are not haphazard uh, in, 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 in God's experience in our lives. We do some haphazard stuff, but when we are experiencing God, it appears to be random. Anybody know what I'm talking about? God, why do that? Go there? Talk to them? Really? You must not be talking to me because I don't like them. You, you, you're all knowing. You know this. Why are you asking? 
asking me to do something that you know is contrary to what I want to do. But we have to find ourselves like Jesus. Jesus in Matthew 26, 39, he says, and he went a little further. Every now and then we need to move a little further. And he says, and he fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, Father, if it be possible. <laughs> I don't want to go. I don't want to do this. It's uncomfortable. I already see where this is heading. But he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. If it is about our will, then we have the ability to perform it. But if it's God's will, then our reliance is completely on him. We can of our own selves, thank you very much, we can of our own selves do nothing, do nothing. When we look at God's creation, when we look at all of the things that God has done, we were created for his glory. All was created for God's glory. The sun, the moon, the stars, the sky, the heaven, the earth, on earth creations, grace, honor, glory, power, past, present, future, lifetime, heart, mind, body, soul, it's mine. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. In earth, as it is in heaven. But he says to us in Romans 12, one and two. I beseech ye therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good, that perfect and acceptable will of God. Realize that there's a will of God. Amen. There's a will of God. We were talking about will in the office. It's still, yes, to his will. Y'all saying he's able. If he's able, then we must find ourselves in his will in order for God to operate. Are you with me? Ephesians tells us, and I, and I love the way that this is written, it's penned, it says, Ephesians 1 and 4, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. It continues and says, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and in all prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of 
his will according to his good pleasure which he had purposed in himself what God does he does for his own purpose he does so that he receives all of the glory he does so that he can change us into what he would have us to be that in the dispensation of the fullness of times fullness of times in translation Greek is pleroma there's Kronos, there's Kairos, and there's Pleroma. Kronos is chronological time. Kairos is opportune time. There's times when God gives us opportunity to get some things together. Right. Esther was brought about for such a as this. There was a moment in time that she had to operate and do what it was that she needed to do. But when the story is told, when it came down to it, it wasn't Esther that was doing anything. It was God that was doing the entire work. Only God can flip the script and make your enemy your footstool. Only God can flip the story around. And what was meant for your evil, he'll turn around and make it for your good. Only God can make something that was supposed to be horrid and then turn around and allow the sun to shine upon your life because God has got to do it. Yeah. Esther couldn't do it in her own strength. She couldn't approach the king in her own strength. She wouldn't find favor in her own strength. She was an orphan. She was not part of what we would call normal family. She was what we would call abnormal. She had some bad circumstances happen in her life. But God saw fit to move her into a place where his favor would find her and allow her to become a leader amongst his people. But she had to follow the will of God. Why? Because Mordecai told her, if you don't do this, God will send somebody else. That's Kairos, opportunity. If you don't do this in this opportune moment, God will send somebody else. You will miss it. But it said in the fullness of time, she operated according to the will of God and the people were delivered. So Ephesians 1 and 10 talks about the dispensation of the fullness of time that he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and are in earth, even in him, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head of all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. Here we go again. Self is being put to the side. God is telling you, you can't do 
this on your own. It's a gift from God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want you to be very clear. We are saved by the blood of Jesus. There is nothing that you can do that will bring about your salvation. I don't care who you know. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care what your relationship is with other people in the world. How many dignitaries you know. I don't care how many officials you know. How many degrees you have. It is God that's going to save your life. It is God that's going to do something in you, as you, and through you so that you would be saved. But we've got to be found first and foremost in his will. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Remember that there, 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 there's a moment in our time when we think we are planning. Come on. Yeah. I've had so many plans. Yeah. I, 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 I've had plans. Anybody have plans? plans. I plan to do this. I plan to do that. God steps in and says, that's not my plan. That, that sounds really good. That's nice. Maybe you'll get around to it when you're finished doing what I said to do. But for right now, you want to do the thing that I'm telling you to do. Romans 8, 14 starts off and says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We, we have not received the spirit of a bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then we are heirs and heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. I want to just defer for a moment. Because when we find ourselves in the will of God, we've got to know that there's a struggle that ensues sometimes because there's imbalance. We understand imbalance came from original sin. Amen. Where we were told that we weren't enough. Look at your name and say you're enough. God created you enough. Uh, when we begin to believe the report of other people, then we will find that we never ever measure up to what people say we're supposed to be. Because in the eyes of people, you will never be enough. You make people are fickle. Uh, today, they want you to be president. Tomorrow, they want you to be enslaved. The, the next day, they want you to be their friend. The next day, you're their enemy. Their people are fickle. So we can never measure our accomplishments, our success. We can never measure our purpose according to the will of other people. We've got to find ourselves in the will of God. Bible says that I came that ye might have and that more abundantly. 
Now, Barnes notes, and I quote, literally that they may have abundance or that which abounds. The word denotes that which is not absolutely essential to life. God wants to give you everything that's absolutely essential to life. He says that he gave us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Are you with me? Yes. And it says that, that 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 not only absolutely essential to life, but which is super added to make life happy. God desires that we be happy. His desire is for us to have the kingdom. They shall not merely have life, simply bear existence. Many of us are just maintaining. We are not living. We are making it from day to day. If I could just get to Friday. Because Friday used to be payday. Yeah. Now it's the 15th and the 30th, and according to the job you get, you might get it once a month. If I could just make it to the 30th. End of the month. But life, he wants us that we to, to, to live. And, and, and he says it would be a vast, vast mercy to keep men merely from annihilation or hell. But Jesus will give them eternal joy, peace, the society of the blessed, and all those exalted means of felicity which are prepared for them in the world of glory. Now I realize and understand that if we find ourselves out of the will of God, we now have a problem. Because our mind will tell us to do certain things. Yes. Yes. Satan is going to impact your life by entering your mind. He don't want your stuff. He don't want your house. He don't want your car. He don't want your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife. He wants your mind. Yes. See, because he can't touch your soul. But he can make you jack up your soul. So when we look, we understand that Satan is neutralizing the spirit of power in you by controlling your mental state. This is why he has to use outside influences. And if we allow outside influences to uh, change our state of thinking, then we begin to move in a state of panic where we have to do something. And we no longer move in the place where we allow God to do the doing. God is operating in our mental capacity as well. Because God will speak to us through our spirit. Our spirit has to turn around and appropriate what God says. We've got to to measure it. We we take what God says and and we measure it. We we value what it is. We we look at it. We begin to to say, well, this is, you know, we we analyze. We, We appropriate what God says. And most of the time, when God says something to you, 
It is so vast that you can't figure out how it's going to happen anyhow. Because God doesn't do small things. God, God doesn't show you something right in front of your face. He shows you something way down the road. And most of the time, it is contradistinctive to our current circumstances. All right, all right. Oh, Jesus. Yes, Lord. It's, it's outside of our realm of thinking. Yes, yes. So we then begin to appropriate how in the world is that going to happen? Uh -huh. And what do we do? That can't be God. Yeah. Amen. We begin to discount. Uh -huh. We begin to move backwards. Yeah. But when we can stay the course Come long on, enough, That's right now. in order for us to appropriate what God has said to us uh -huh. and then apprehend it, mm. how many of you know what apprehend means? Mm. It means to take hold yes, of. When we begin to okay. take hold of what God has shown us, right. then we begin to look at the thing that God has shown us with a different eye. We begin to say, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I believe that it will. I know that God showed me heal. I don't know how, but I believe that he will. I know that this enemy that is currently in front of me seems to be so large that I'm not sure how I'm going to take down this Goliath, but I believe because God is on my side. I believe that these few smooth stones that I've got in my pocket will be enough with the skill that God gave me to take the enemy all the way down. But you've got to apprehend what God said to you. You've got to grab hold of it. You've got to invest it in your own thinking. You've got to begin to operate with it. You've got to begin to think of it as though it has already occurred because faith tells us that it is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It is what we are convicting ourselves of, of what God will do even when there's nothing moving in our lives. Anybody know what I'm talking about? When God said, I'll do it for you and we're going, I don't know how God, but I'm going to sit right here until you work it out. I'm going to sit right here until you figure it out. I'm going to sit right here until you heal my body, till you cleanse my mind, till you set me free, till you get my household in order, till you restore my relationship. I'm going to be right here, God, waiting for your will to manifest itself because I'm trusting in what you have shown me. I've appropriated it. I've measured it against the things you've done for me in the past. I am now taking hold because each victory will help you some other to win. All I've got to do is march manfully onward. Dark passions must subdue. Look ever to Jesus and he will carry you through. All I gotta do is ask the Savior to help me. Comfort, strengthen, and keep me. He is willing to aid me. 
because Jesus will carry me through. I want you to understand. I got a poem a long time ago called The Will of God, and it reads like this. The will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, where the riches of God cannot supply your needs, where the power of God cannot endow you. The will of God will never take you where the spirit of God cannot work through you, where the wisdom of God cannot teach you, where the army of God cannot protect you, where the hands of God cannot mold you. The will of God will never take you where the love of God cannot enfold you, where the mercies of God cannot sustain you, where the peace of God cannot calm your fears, where the authority of God cannot overrule you. The will of God will never take you where the comfort of God cannot dry your tears, where the word of God cannot feed you, where the miracles of God cannot find you, where the omnipresence of God cannot be with you. You've got to understand when you are in the will of God, not my will, but as thy will, you will be able to look to the hills from whence cometh your help, because all of your help will come from the Lord, but you've got to look to him with expectation. You've got to look to him knowing that he's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you can ask or think. You've got to look to God understanding that he's omnipresent. He's always with me. He's omniscient. He knows exactly what I'm going through. He's omnipotent. Is there anything too hard for God? We've got to know that when we look to God and God begins to do it, we've got to just tell God, thank you. Thank you, God, for doing it for me. What's the song say? Lord, do it. Do it for me right now. I don't know where you're at in life. I'm not sure of your circumstance. I'm not sure of your situation. But I'm here to tell you today that God will do it. God will keep you. God will heal you. God will protect you. God will provide for you. God will love you. God will feed you. He will sustain you. He will lift you. He will hide you. God will cover you. God will endure you. He will give you the things that are even inside your heart. God will do it. I don't have to depend on man because my God God is sufficient. His grace is sufficient. I don't have to worry when who walks off and leaves me because he promised he'd never leave me. Nobody forsake me. You've got to know God will do it. I don't care what your problem is, what your situation is, what the doctor said, what the bill collector said. God will do if you trust in him, he said he will never make you ashamed. You'll be able to stand on the promises of God through eternal ages. And his angels bring glory in the highest. I will shout and sing because I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing. I gotta get my heart right, covered with the breastplate of righteousness.
enemy he throws and he's gonna throw I got a shield of faith to push the fiery darts of the devil then in the end when I know I need comfort then in the end when I need to back him up all I need to do is execute the word stand on his word stand on his word sharper than any twist sword cutting asunder you've got to know that his word is true God cannot lie even if he wanted to if he said it it's got to happen if God showed it to you it will come to pass you've got to realize and hold on to what he showed you oh I look to the hills from which Sitting in a fiery furnace, you got to 
something new. And when they looked in, they said, I see somebody extra. I didn't put him in there. You know how he got there. I don't know how he got there. But God, it is I'm not present, can show up in your fiery furnace. He just is there. You don't have to worry. You'll be in there. And he'll be in there with you. I preached a sermon one day. I said, if I gotta be in hell, he gotta be in hell with me. If I'm going through, he got to go through with me. Because the moment he becomes not, I'm not present, he ceases to be God. And I want you to understand something. We want God to come from someplace to go to someplace. God don't have to move. Because when you arrive, he's already there. When you got into hell, he was already there. When you got out of hell, he was already there. When you are in the valley, he's already there. Yea, though he walks through the valley of the shadow of death. You don't have to be afraid, because he's already there. When you're on green pastures, he's already there. When you make your bed in hell, he's already there. When you make your take flight to the utmost parts of the earth, he's already there. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it doesn't matter where you are at. God is right there. to see it. I just got to believe it. I don't even have to see the fruit of it. I just got to believe it. It said when he healed the blind man, he said he told him to go wash. That's kind of a crazy thing for somebody to spit in some mud, put it on your face, and then tell you go wash. Do you understand how much faith it takes to walk around with a dirty face thinking that you won't be healed? I got all this stuff on my face. Folks are going, why you walk around like that? Every now and then we'll walk around looking real strange. And folk will assume that there's something wrong with you. And all you gotta do is tell them, oh, no, just keep watching. God is doing it. When that same blind man walked back into town, they were like, that can't be him. They didn't even recognize him. He just walked by him a few seconds ago. How could you not read? Oh, cause, cause, cause I'm changed. Yeah. God is doing it. Day Saints, that God is doing it. Even in this circumstance and situation, God is doing it. Lean not. Acknowledge Him. Cause God is doing it. We are not going to be able to explain everything. But there's some things that you don't need to explain. There's just some things that you just need to believe. The scripture says, if thou canst only believe that all things are possible. If we can live 
in the realm of possible. Yes, Stop saying what can't happen. Stop closing the door and negating what God is trying to do in your life. Just, if you don't understand it, just say, is it possible? Is it possible? Is it, is it just possible that God would, could restore all of the canker worm and the caterpillar? How many of us have wasted some stuff? If I had all the money I'd waste I would not be in New York. I know that. <laughs> but if he can restore, if he can restore the years, if he could give us a Caleb blessing, he told Caleb that I know, I know, 40 years you've been dealing with these folk. I know. I know. I know I promised you 40 years ago that I was going to bless you. Yeah. Caleb, I'm, I imagine Caleb had a little attitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't trying to be disrespectful, God, but you know, what you said was that I was going to be blessed. God said, well, well, let me, let me fix it up for you. He said, I'm still going to bless you. And I don't want you to take into consideration your age. He said, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to bless you now like I was going to bless you then. And I'm going to give you enough strength as of then in this season now. So I don't ever want us to close out our day, our week, and say, well, my season has passed. Because can I share something with you? If God has yet having that thought burn in your spirit, that means he's still doing it. He's just waiting on you to appropriate it and take hold of it. That's all he's waiting for. That's why you'll have people tell you one thing and then somebody from Crosstown will come by and tell you the same exact thing. That's because you didn't believe the first person. Yes, Lord. And then you start conspiring, thinking everybody's talking about you. Ain't that crazy? We do some crazy stuff. Oh, they must know it. They must. He must know her. She said the same thing she said. You go all the way across town, and he tell you the same thing. Oh, I know. I know they talking about me now. It's a conspiracy. I know what we do. Instead of just believing that God is trying to tell you something. And I ain't, I, I'm not exempt. God will show me some stuff. I'll be like, what did I eat last night? Because you know we blame, we blame, we gotta because we gotta have a reason. Yeah. We gotta have a reason why we, we were shown something that was just yeah. insane. Uh. <laughs> I'm gonna share this with you that's then I'm, I'm, I'm closing. Years ago, when I was with my father. And you know, I I, I was young, I was like, you know, I'm gonna have I'm, 
we see you. I have a house, white picket fence. I have a dog, two and a half kids. I don't know which way the half was coming. It's gonna be a half. It had to be a half. That story is just all jacked up. And one day God showed me something. I had a dream. I got real excited. I said, ran to my father's room. I said, oh, I had this awesome dream. I said, I saw you, and you was just going forth. You were just ministering. You were just, you were just. I'm telling them about the service. And he looked at me and smiled. Blew my mind. Because he said that wasn't me. Freaked me out. How much? What are you talking about? He said that wasn't me. I didn't understand the story until he died. That couldn't have been him. So I say all that to say, sometimes what God shows you is really for you. It's really for you. It's not for somebody. It's for you. If God is showing you happy, then move towards happy. And realize that there may be some changes that you've got to make in your life in order for you to be happy. Yes, Lord. Because God does not want you to ever settle. Doesn't God always wants the best for you. And he will always show you the best. He never shows you an incomplete picture. Everything God shows you is complete. Now it might not be all of it. But what he shows you is complete. The portion that you have just seen is complete. Because if he showed it all to us, we can't understand the peace. Imagine if he showed it all to us. The challenge is he never shows us what happens between point A, conceptualization, to point B, manifestation. And we get freaked out because of point A in the journey to point B. Keep, I'm sorry, I should be talking. I'm sorry, Bishop. But that's what we are, right? I, I don't want to put it any other way. Well, we're going to dress it up if we don't need to. Right? Because some of us be waking out. Conceptualization to manifestation. Know always, every day, that God is doing it. All we got to do is stay in his word. All we got to do is stay in his will. All we've got to do is acknowledge him in all our ways. Realize and understand that all of the leaders in the biblical time did something amiss in their lives. All of them. All of them. Jesus, in the garden, could have turned around. I ain't going to. Y'all wait here. I'm going to run. They went to sleep anyhow. Where's Jesus at? He's gone. He could have left. 
Am I right? Yes. But he, he struggled even with himself to submit. It took Jesus 30 years. 30 years to learn how to be obedient. I know that sounds crazy. But once he was obedient, it took him three years to do the entire work that he needed to do. But he had to learn obedience first. Because in the 30, he learned that I'm going to have to go to the cross. And it says he was obedient unto the cross, unto death. Knowing that on the other side of that was a crown of life. Be encouraged today, saints. Follow the will of God. Know that God is doing it. And know that he's doing it for you right now. And as I'm encouraging you, I'm encouraging me. Because sometimes people think that we sit on this side of the pulpit and everything is fine. Oh, they've got it all together. Oh, Lord, thou knowest <laughs> that it ain't all together. Look, and be the, that's the strength of our message to you because we understand what it means to have one foot in the problem and one in the solution. That's what ministry is about. Knowing where you've been and where God has taken you. And realize that none of us ever really arrived. Paul said, one of the baddest ministers in the Bible, he said, I count not myself to have apprehended. Right. She's talked about that word. I never really grasped all of it. Mm. But the parts that I have grasped, mm. I realize that I have to die daily. Amen. My so in living in God's will, in maintaining the doing of God, the activity of God, Amen. the full faith mm. of God, we must stay in a state of gratitude. Just tell, just tell God thank you. I don't understand it, but God thank you. Thank you that it hasn't killed me. Because there's some stuff that killed something. There's some stuff that was designed to take you out of here. But it didn't. And it didn't take you out because God needs you to tell the story. You think God let y'all here 31 years for y'all not to tell a story? You think God didn't take you into the wilderness and bring you out so that you wouldn't tell the story? You don't think that you're overcomer so that you can tell the story? Life is not life unless you got a story. If everything was wonderful, we would never have nothing to tell. If God wasn't doing something for you, you'd never have no testimony. How many of you know you can't have faith and worship without a testimony? What do you think worship is about? Telling God thank you for the things that he has already done. Already done. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Hold on. God's doing it. It might 
might not look like it. It might not feel like it. God's doing it. Weeping may endure for a night. Might be two nights. Might be a month. You might cry for a whole year. But know that God is doing it. By and by and after a while, sunshine's gonna show up. By and by and after a while, God's gonna give you glory. He's gonna give you victory. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. Neighbor. To him that overcometh, God will give you a crown. Know that God is doing it. And he'll do it through you. God bless you. God keep you. God love you. My father's too.